This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. This is a very Judd way to start. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami. Mackie and Judd with Rami. That's pretty good. On the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Is it too late to apologize? That's the question. Well, you know what? There's a guy who (laughs) didn't get an apology that you might want to talk to if you can find him. Because the news this afternoon is that Stefan Diggs did not show up to practice, and uh, he's not on the injury report. Might be too late to apologize to him. You might, not he, get, you might not get a chance. Although, in fairness, he dropped a touchdown pass on Sunday. That's so true. maybe he should apologize to Kirk Cousins. He's had a few drops this year. Yeah, maybe he should be the one that apologizes. But what do you guys make of, let's go through the timeline here. It's Wednesday, and it's it's only week four. The and Rami, by the way, welcome to uh, welcome to your first full Viking season here. This stuff happens all the time, all the time. What do you mean all the time? Oh, oh God! Oh, much worse than this. <laughs> this is nothing. This is not in the top ten list of dramatic things. Well, yeah, every organization has some dysfunction. You know from how time we have time. that the 2009 Vikings edition of Minnesota Sports Rewind. We could do that with probably a number of seasons that aren't good for the Vikings, just because of the ridiculous storylines that happen during them. Yeah. So, what do you guys make of this? This this is you got Kirk you got Kirk Cousins having his worst season of all time. Adam Thielen venting about it. Them doing a podcast together, Kirk Cousins podcast where he awkwardly and wildly uncomfortably apologizes or throws out at least the notion that I should apologize for this. Mike Zimmer saying that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know why that's happening. And now Stefan Diggs doesn't show up to practice. So, I- as the Vikings world turns I think the most important thing is to, because this can all make your head swim, I think the most important factor right now as we discussed this at 4 o'clock in the afternoon is to strip away everything except for one thing. Stefan Diggs either didn't show up for practice or showed up and said, I'm not practicing. He's at the start of a new contract. He clearly has been, you know, the only thing I don't get is why did Thielen and the Vikings waste Thielen's time trying to say, oh, whoa, whoa, this is go- this is all fine. Nothing's going on here. When Stefan Diggs, his counterpart, is basically saying, I'm not practicing. And the Vikings didn't even bother to say he's hurt. So I think right now what you do is you strip away all of the sort of noise of the apology, which I think is BS. But anyway, just take that and shove that in a closet right now and understand that one of your most important players basically called in sick today and said, I'm tired of this. And this isn't the first sign of displeasure from from Stefan Diggs. From what I understand, he hasn't talked to the media in, what, a week, two weeks? Yeah, he didn't talk last Wednesday like, for the first been, time and then Sunday. This has been festering for a while with Stefan Diggs. This isn't a new thing. It's just gone to a new level, apparently, where he does he isn't at practice for non-injury issues. Yeah, And it really, you know, if, if you're Stefan Diggs and you're Adam Thielen, you sign those contracts and... You're going to be good soldiers early on in this thing. Yeah, it makes total sense. Let's lean on the run game. We love our guy Dalvin Cook. This is awesome. And I think what Adam Thielen has been saying since Sunday, and he's right, is you're not going to be able to go with that blueprint for 16 weeks, for 16 games. You're just not. There's going to be games where the Chicago Bears defense or 
the Philadelphia Eagles defense. They shut down your running game, and now you got to throw the ball. And Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs are looking over at Kirk Cousins saying, <clears throat> you need to throw the ball better, and conditions aren't always going to be perfect. And that's the number one thing that bothers me about Kirk Cousins and why I am out on Kirk Cousins. I'm just out, and I'm even more out. I jumped on Ventline today with Judd and was like, I need 20 minutes to just cut open a vein on this. Kirk Cousins. When you say you're out, how out? Like you're ready. I'm to- not Sean Mannion out. Okay, but I'm I'm out on Kirk Cousins as a viable piece to a to a. If your goal is Super Bowl and your goal is to make noise in the playoffs, he can't be your guy. Okay, he just can't be your guy. Gotcha. He's not he's not mentally strong enough. He's not enough of a leader. He's not good enough. He doesn't he doesn't win games that you need to win on the road in prime time in tough conditions. He takes too long to throw the ball with a bad offensive line. He needs, we could go down the list. But he needs conditions to be perfect for one to have a good game. Uh and the second thing that drives me nuts and I was telling Judd this on Ventline today is he has no idea what the difference between accountability and apologizing is <laughs> as is ele- uh, evident this week. Like being accountable is just being a leader and and mm-hmm. and being someone who doesn't throw other people under the bus and being someone that raises their hand when when it's when you play a role in something going wrong. And it's like this whole thing with him going on the podcast and bringing Adam Thielen on, it's this weird contrived set up PR stunt almost. I mean, it's like it's him as Ryan Clark said in the soundbite you heard off the top, it's him pretending to be yep. it's him pretending to play the role of a quarterback. I mean, that's what it is. It's fake leadership. He has no clue how to be a QB. Play Clark. I mean, Ryan Clark here, who, who, by the way, too, there's credibility here because he spent the 2014 season in Washington with Kirk. So this is not just a media guy. This is a guy who saw Kirk operate. And these comments to me are right on point because Kirk feels phony and he's basically calling him out for being well, phony. There's like a there's like a million sound bites on here. <laughs> where, where were you playing at this point? Okay, go, go to the Vikings. We literally, have a, we literally have a here, wall. Okay, a wall it's full back, of like anti Cousins comments right now. Play the back to back. Always say this. It was like Kirk Cousins' dad took him when he was six years old and said, "This is the way a quarterback talks. This is the way a quarterback behaves." And to me, this is all show because if you're really sorry. To, to Adam Thielen, if you really feel like it's my bad, you know all you have to say to Adam Thielen because he's a grown man that plays in the NFL. Hey, man, that's my bus. I'm going to get better. This wasn't for Adam Thielen. This right. was for us. This was for the public to right. see that, oh, I'm Kirk Cousins, and I'm being accountable, and I care about Adam. And let me say great things about Adam when he basically threw me over the bus. I'm not going to let him put it in reverse and back up over me. And you don't do that. You yeah. go to Adam and you say, you know what, I do have to be better, and let's work to yeah. be better. But it's no need to get out here and put on this public display of affection for us. Threw him over the bus. Not under the bus. <laughs> Threw him over the bus. That's a powerful, powerful that's, yeah, man. That's yeah, that's a toss right there. Yeah. But I, w- I went home for lunch after a Score North Twins show today, and I was watching NFL Live, and Marcus Spears and Dan Orlovsky was nodding and agreeing along with him, basically said the same thing. Kirk Cousins did not need to do this in public, but they also said Adam Thielen didn't need to say what he said in public. There are a lot of things getting out to us right now that probably should not be getting out to us. And and you know why they get out to us is because there's an actual thing brewing. You know, would you if you had full respect for somebody, okay? Well, let's just use us in this room, okay? Like 
Jeremy, you respect Judd, right? Okay. Yeah. To some extent? All right. Let's All right. go with that. I'm a leader, Rami. I don't know what you're talking about. How can you not respect me? I'm your, I'm the leader. And Judd, how do you feel about Rami? Do you, 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 do you respect Rami? Depends on the day. It's Wednesday. Sure, why not? All right. Well, let's pretend like you guys sure. have a mutual respect for let's each other. Let's pretend we like and respect yeah, each other. And you get along well. Sure. All right? Yeah. All right. And, man, we just have a dumpster fire of a show. Just okay. uh, like usual. Sure. Just a terrible... Yeah. <laughs> Typical Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. Just a terrible show. Right? <laughs> are you, in that instance, if you respect Judd, are you likely to go on Twitter and be like, well, I just feel like some of us on the show need to do a better job of succinctly laying out their points? <laughs> or would you go to Judd in private and be like, hey, man, like we're all, we're all trying to get to the same place here. We we're need all- to stop wasting time in these interviews with stupid questions. Yeah. I'm not saying who or what was asked. Just saying. Like, you'd probably keep it private if you had respect for your coworker. Yes. If you If you thought your coworker was a valuable piece to the puzzle. If you felt the opposite, what would you do? You'd run to the public, the first public platform you could get to, like social media, or in this case, a microphone, and you would air out those grievances. But when Ryan Clark says there, that's not for them. That's not for Kirk Cousins. That's not for Adam Thielen. That's not for the guys in the locker room. That's for us. And he's talking about the media when he says that, and the and the consumers of the NFL. Same thing can be said for Adam Thielen, right? He's there is something. There is a motive behind him. Thielen saying what we all agree should be said behind closed doors, saying it into a microphone. There's there's a reason why he's doing that. We don't know. We're not in his head. But there's definitely a reason why he's doing that. I can tell you why. He's trying to be a good employee. But he's wasting his time and our time because Stefan Diggs is speaking for everybody by not speaking and by not showing up. Like, once the Diggs thing, if you know Diggs is this upset, it doesn't matter who sits down in front of a microphone and sings Kumbaya together. The ship has sailed now. And so you're either going to get digs back here or or you fractured things. And if things fracture now, they're going to go haywire. I mean, this team's 2-2. Two and two. It feels like they are 0-4 right now. And, and I don't care what Thielen says that's truthful, that he says that is not truthful, what Cousins tries to tell us, because he's been given a script now that says, here's what the quarterback should say, you know, scene, scene two, act five. I need to do a better job, you know, or or Green Bay. I mean, let's go back to Cousins' playbook publicly for this entire year, starting with the third preseason game, right, against the Cardinals. You would have thought he lost a playoff game uh, if I play like that. And you're like, oh, okay, that seems a little dramatic, but okay, that's the new Kirk. I don't know if that's really Kirk, but that's the new Kirk. Green Bay gets up there. I'm not going to be the quarterback of this team very much longer if I play like that, am I? Okay, dude, now you're really pushing it because you're making 84 million and you will be. And that was crappy. So fix it. Like, I don't want your, nobody, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Mike Zimmer, nobody wants your apologies. That's they the want thing. you to play well. And then this time around, you drag the guy on your podcast and it, it, it's also disingenuous. You are making a boatload of money. And in this case, it does matter because you're eating up salary cap space. So go out there and perform. And by the way, if you can't perform, then just shut up. Yeah. So there's there's an element here of like there's a there's a fine line here in that if you would have asked me last year I would have said you know what what, what do you think of Kirk Cousins and like accountability and him at podiums after games and some of that's it's a dog and pony show some of that stuff after a football game it really is but like your teammates are listening and the public is listening and 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 like we talked about in Ventline Andrew Luck would get up there every single game even if he threw for 400 yards and seven touchdowns and his offensive line was a disaster. 
Uh, and his defense is a disaster, and they lost the game 51-50 to because of those things. He'd always get up there and say, I just got to be better. I got, I got. He would never throw anyone under the bus. It, it always struck me with Cousins that, like a fumble was never his fault. You know, he was there was the there was the thing with him and Thielen on the sidelines. It was always like he wasn't confident enough in himself to take ownership of something, which is a classic. If it's a classic insecurity trait, right? You're just like you can't possibly be wrong, or you can't possibly take something take ownership of something because it would make you a lesser person. And that always like struck me with Cousins. Not that he's a bad person, that just that he was an insecure person. And so this year, like you just said, Judd, all right, I'm going to own stuff. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to tell the public if I don't play well, I'm going to tell the public that I didn't play well. But it feels so fake. It feels so contrived. And I think this is pure speculation. I think the source of anxiety or the source of strife between Thielen, Stefan Diggs, apparently, unless, unless there's something going on with Stefan Diggs that we don't know about, he skipped practice and has not spoken publicly in two weeks and he's putting out weird cryptic messages on social. Like, he's pissed, okay? Yeah. I think they look at Kirk and see the same things that I just laid out. That, all right, like, yeah, you need to play better, but for God's sakes, like, you know, like, can we can we at least rally around you? There's just not a lot of there there, and I think I think his teammates can sense that, and so that's why there's strife right now. Yeah, I don't, I I can't argue with that. There, there's, I mean, there's obviously strife right now. There's no denying that. Stefan Diggs today all but revealed that to us by not being at practice for non-injury related issues. There's a problem. There's a problem here. Yeah. There's also, I, I, I Judd's gonna. Like Judd's going to be able to say the words out of my mouth here. We always talk on this show for years about when there's anxiety and when there's strife and when there's when there's some sort of a, a tension, right, with anything. It's always in the gap between expectations and reality. And expectations for Adam Thielen, for Stefan Diggs, and for the Vikings offense was this thing's going to take a big step forward. They're going to. The expectation was they're going to win games like at Green Bay and win games like at Chicago and prime time and winning records and like. All these things are going to, the expectation is that these things are going to happen. And now we're four weeks in and the same stuff is happening. And it's that gap between reality and what they expected to have happen. And that's what's happening right now. I I think what we're seeing, though, here, though, is not four four games in. I I think we keep going back to that because we're four games in the 2019 season. We're 20 games in. And these guys were 13-3 and three and went to the NFC title game. And I know that in Philadelphia, it all went to hell in that game. Yeah. But you were still there. And you signed Cousins saying, this is it. This is going to be. And they told a lot of people that. And they brought a lot of people back uh, who basically came back because they bought in. And now you're watching this. And Cousins, for lack of a better term, has sort of turned it into a gong show now. It's become a gong show. You you fired a coordinator in Filippo and blamed him and said, okay, bad hire, bad system, new system's going to work. And now we've seen a new system, and if Dalvin Cook can carry the day, you're okay. But against really good teams, guess what? He can't. That's not fair. And so I think the problem is we're looking at this as probably a fan base and the media saying, well, it's four games in. I get that, but it's really 20 games in. And it's twenty games, and you're and and go back and look at that 2018 schedule, and you tell me when's the last really feel good win at Philly last year? Maybe Green Bay at home, but then you got Patriots at Seattle. Dolphins game does not count. At Detroit, you won. Chicago though to get in the playoffs, 
And that was a team. And Chicago had nothing to play uh, for. Exactly. Yeah. Team with a team that basically said, "Okay, whatever." Yeah. And they beat you. And so, so the resume now for all of these guys who came back and said, "Okay, we're going to believe in Kirk," has been, "What have we seen?" And now, and now his play is regressing again. You know, because at least, at least week four of 2018, you go to the uh, Rams, and that's a hell of a football game. Yeah. You lost, but it was a hell of a game. Look at the stats this year. And and how is he, how on earth, guys, is he holding the football that long behind a line that all of us know can't protect yeah. him? How do you guys think this gets resolved? What's the, what, what? Patriots get a really good wide out. <laughs> that would be, honestly, like. Okay, Tom Brady's really happy. Let's deconstruct this for a second, okay? Because if if you have to make a trade here. Like if if this is just irreparable and you and even you feel like wow we got to get a left tackle a bit, by the way well but I mean is there a scenario in which if it's headed down the direction there's been some digs trade rumors well, and question, stuff right man. like is it just going to be Wa- kumbaya and they're going to get back together and- Washington would you and and I don't know Capwise if this could work or not because Diggs is just basically starting his contract would you if if Washington calls and and the Redskins are terrible but Stephon Diggs is from Maryland. And they say Trent Williams, who I believe I looked it up, thirty-one years old. Man, would you consider a Pro Bowl? I think seven-time Pro Bowl. Left I mean, tackle? I hate to trade Stephon Diggs at this point, and I'm doing everything I can to not do that. Mm-hmm. But if you got to trade him, I mean, getting him back an All-Pro left tackle ain't ba- ain't a bad return. Yeah, but then you just got older. You just got more all-in on this window. I mean, this is but your management is. What are your other options? What are the other roads you can hedge? Go down? Hedge. But your management hedge. doesn't want to hedge. But I'm but I'm playing you the role do. of management. You can't put with the current circumstances. Let, you know, let's go back to the Jalen Ramsey stuff we were talking about. By the way, if you want to chime in, I see the phone lines are ringing a little bit here. Six five one six four six eight two five five. We'll uh. We'll stay on this for a little bit longer, and then we're going to get to Jason Stark because there was an amazing baseball game last night. The Twins and the Yankees are about to fire it up. There's some positive things to get to here, um, but I just feel like what are we just talking about? Sorry, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Okay, Jalen Ramsey. Potential Dick trade. A couple weeks ago. All right. Yep. Uh, go all in on defense and just become the number one defense in the NFL and put some chips on this table. And even then, I was like, eh, kind of out on Kirk Cousins. I don't want to give away a a first-round draft pick quarterback opportunity next year. Right now, with where this team stands, you think adding a win-now left tackle or a win-now cornerback is going to be the thing that solves this? Like, solves it on a level that they can win the Super Bowl. Because if they if, if you can't add a piece that no, helps you win the Super Bowl, no. then you should be hedging. No. And you should not be trading away future assets. But if you're the GM and you, and you know that this is probably going to end with your demise, you might roll those dice. Is a 31-year-old left tackle, like, how long can you trust a 31-year-old left tackle? There's some dudes, like, Andrew Whitworth has been good into his mid-30s, so there's some dudes who play well in their mid-30s. But I think at least two or three years, he should be playing at a pretty high level. Because Diggs is, I mean, Diggs is a top 10 wide receiver if given the ball on a regular basis. Yeah, you have to. In his prime. The guy has to get the ball to be a, a top wide receiver. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Otherwise, he's just running. <laughs> and waving his and waving a hand. Just I'm open. I'm open. I'm still open. It's in great shape. It's just, it's just running sprints. Let's go to Ryan and Fargo here. <laughs> Ryan and Fargo, you're on the show, man. Um, I had a quick question and idea. Do you do you think Cousins is at the point now where no matter what he says, he's screwed? 
Like, he can try to walk back things, and everybody's just so pissed at him that he could say the, the most, the best thing, and everybody's just going to be like, nope, not good enough. Um, I'm a cousin supporter because he plays for the Vikings, and I always will be. But I'm just getting to the point where maybe it's just best if they part ways or, you know, I Spielman and Zimmer maybe got to sit with the team and, you know, maybe just tell them to knock the bleep off, you know, because they keep going down this road. It's going to get real ugly real fast. Yeah, Ryan, thank you for the phone call. Well, I mean, the, the, the answer here is if he doesn't play better, it doesn't matter what he says. Just doesn't matter. Yeah, he can just stop talking about things. Like, just quit apologizing to me. I had another bad game. Really sorry. Okay, Kirk, thanks a lot. Here your milk and cookies. Coming up next, I apologize again. Yeah. On my radio show, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to bring in the right guard and apologize to him because he's the last person I hadn't apologized to. But you can't trade him. It's a no trade. Uh, It's guaranteed money. No one's going to take it. The problem is you are stuck with him through 2020. The only question I guess you come into is, do you draft a quarterback in 2020 and basically tell Kirk we're going to try and develop new quarterback guy? I can't believe we're all, like, there's it, no it, out it, here. It's October second, and like this is where we're at already. But it is 20 you know, games, it's ridiculous. It's 20 games. I know. Like what? What have you seen? What have you seen in the last half of last year or the first four games of this year that leads you to go? Oh, you know what? I think it's okay. And if Stephon Diggs is asking for a trade, that's worse than anything that could appear in the win loss column. That's worse than any record. That's worse than any statistic. That is, that's a grenade in your season. Stefan Diggs asking for, so there's a reason this doesn't feel like a two and two team and it doesn't feel like October 2nd because Stefan Diggs might have just thrown a grenade in the 2019 Minnesota Vikings. So, or he had some indigestion. I don't know. He wasn't at practice today and it wasn't on the injury report. Maybe he was celebrating my birthday. Maybe that's yeah, happy fortieth, man. Maybe wait, that's wait, today's today birthday? is my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday! I Thank think you. today's Ross's birthday as well. Did you guys is it really? You guys share no, it's birthday? not. Yeah, it's Ross's birthday too. Roscoe. No. Yeah, no, because he. Yeah. Oh no! Now I feel terrible because he came up to me and said happy birthday and gave me a <laughs> gave me a candy bar. <laughs> You got nothing for it. I got nothing. Oh, for I was there when it happened. It was yeah, sort of uncomfortable, no. and then he apologized I because did. you sort of lashed out about no your birthday no, no, being no, no, publicly no. revealed. And no, I didn't. He lash slinked out. away. You're making out? people feel Why bad. It's their birthday. Be a monster. I didn't lash You're out. Not a monster. You're just sort of cousins like. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. See, you're apologizing. I apologize. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> sorry, Ross. It's the Rami podcast with Ross. Like to apologize. It is. You're kidding. No. Go wish him a <laughs> oh happy my birthday. God, He's I down feel, the hallway right now. I feel terrible. Go give him a hug. Me and Ross have hey, the same birthday. For That's your cool. birthday, for your birthday, Rami, uh-huh. we're going to run Twins postseason baseball on Score North. Just for me? Just for you. Wow. Yep. Thanks, Twins guys. playoff baseball on Score North via ESPN Radio. Game one on Friday at 6 o'clock, 6.07 first pitch. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company before we get to Jason Stark here. Federated is a Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna. It's been around for over 100 years. They were also recently named for the second year in a row, a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune. The people of Federated are absolutely the best. They're committed to helping your business and also serving our community with the $35 million they've raised for Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Minnesota with the Federated Challenge uh, over the years. But most importantly, they're here for you business owners. They are here to make sure you have peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. It helps so much to have an experienced company like Federated standing behind you 
and navigate that roller coaster ride. You can go to federatedinsurance.com to find your federated marketing rep. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. I can say that, that I certainly believed in this group and, and, and certainly believed that we would be sitting right here with an opportunity to play for a World Series. If you don't think like that, uh, you should probably go do something else. But we, we have a heck of a group here. Rocco Baldelli there, Mackie and Judd with Rami here, and he's talking about taking on the Yankees and trying to make it deep into October. By the way, you can hear all Twins playoff baseball right here on Score North on 1500, including first pitch Friday at 6 o'clock and first pitch Saturday at 4 o'clock. Joining us now to talk about that series and the MLB playoffs, as he does every Tuesday from the Athletic Hall of Fame baseball writer Jason Stark. Jason, how are you this afternoon, sir? Good guys, happy October. Thank you. That was uh, quite the way to kick off October and and the Major League wow. Baseball playoffs last night, was it not? Yeah, that was what a game, huh? What a I mean, the, the only thing that would be bad about a game like that is losing it. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> the, the rest of it was amazing. Like, how do these things happen? You know, the the Nationals trailed for all but nine minutes of that game and won. They never sent a single player to the plate when they had the lead, and they won. <laughs> yeah, that's great. These things can't happen, can they? So what, <laughs> what did I see you tweet last night that actually dates back to, well, what is now the Twins franchise from Washington? And, and of course, it being Twitter, pe- people were like, no, that, that's not entirely correct. But it went back to Walter Johnson. It was a great factoid. Yeah, well, the, the original tweet was that the no t- team from Washington had won any round in the postseason in 95 years since the 1924 Senators won Game 7. All right, then people started arguing with me about two things. One, that I, that I didn't include the Redskins and the Caps and all sorts of dumb stuff like that. And then the other big argument was, is a wild card game a round? So I changed it. <laughs> That's the last time a team from Washington won a winner-take-all game. The winning pitcher was Walter Johnson. <laughs> wow! Game seven, nineteen twenty-four. Wow, that is uh, that's pretty amazing. And yeah. I, I, I just, I, I mean, these games. There was so much debate, Jason Stark. And by the way, Jason Stark's appearances here on Score North are presented by Dale Tondrick's Retirement Playbook, heard every Saturday morning at ten a.m. Um, there was so much debate. One of the biggest debates Patrick Royce and I got into on our old show was. He thought the wild card games were going to ruin baseball, and I said, "Pat, no. This is this is injecting urgency into a sport that really doesn't have much urgency outside of like a game seven yeah. once in a while." So yep. now that you've been able able to reflect on several years of these wild card games, I mean, what do you what do you think? I think they're great for baseball. You're you're starting the postseason with March Madness, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you you got two game sevens to start the postseason, and. I mean, I, I didn't at a bunch of those games. I was not there last night. I'm not, not thinking tonight. But the the drama, the emotion, uh, it's, it's overwhelming because the cost of losing is so much pain. You know, I've, I've been in the, the, the locker room of the losing team of a couple of those games. And, I'm, I, I mean, you, you just don't see players wearing it, wearing with that kind of anger and emotion after a loss. Um, you know, the one that really sticks out for me was the infield fly rule game in Atlanta. That was the very first wild card game where you know, the, 
I still don't understand exactly how they call the infield fly roll on a ball that landed 75 feet in the outfield or whatever. But uh, the Braves wind up losing that game. They were a way better team than the uh, Cardinals. And th- that they were so angry to have one call and one weird day end their season in three hours after they were such a good team all year. And that's the downside of it. It's not really fair. It, it's, it stinks if you lose. But... but it's an incredible, it's incredible theater, and you know it's just amazing that seasons are defined, legacies are defined, people get hired and fired, all because of what happens in those three hours. It's it's something. It really is. It's great. Talking with Jason Stark of the Athletic and MLB Network. He's presented by Dale Tondrick's Retirement Playbook, heard every Saturday morning at ten here on Score North. And Jason, the the thing that stood out to me yesterday, as it relates to the Twins sitting here in Minnesota, but all the other teams who might have been sitting at home watching it, what what would hit home for me is that the margin for error is almost none when all the teams are this good. That was seven and a half innings of yeah. almost error-free, mistake-free baseball played, and then the first mistake made literally was the difference in that baseball game. Uh, I don't know if it was the only mistake. You know, Juan Soto should have caught that fly ball, whatever thing that was. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but basically, you're right, and that's, I mean, that's the the essence of postseason baseball. That's that's what I love the most about it. It's why it's the greatest reality show going. And, um, you know, not every October game unfolds like that. You, you get some clunkers. It happens. But when you get one that is that good, when the stakes are that high, it's tremendous. You know, my, my wife and I were debating whether it was a great game or just a really good game. And, I, like, I'll go great game. She's not quite there. <laughs> but but what, do you, what do you guys think? Great, wasn't it? It was, I, yeah, I, it was definitely a great end. Um, there was drama throughout, and I think you had you just had some interesting, compelling figures. Josh Hader is just an interesting, compelling figure. Max Scherzer uh, is an interesting, compelling figure. Uh, Juan Soto. So I'll I'll put it in the the very, very, very good with a great ending. That's where I'll put it. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. Okay. So where where from a a um, measure of Buckner to Colton Wong here? So among. Grievous errors made. Some are are not forgotten for 100 years. Some are probably quickly forgotten. Where does Trent Grisham in 10 years beyond the state of Wisconsin are we going to be? Are we going to say, yeah, I remember that ball going by that poor guy? Beyond the state of Wisconsin, I, I don't. I don't think it resonates forever. Um, you know, the, Bill Buckner. That's in a win the World Series yeah. moment, right? That's a win the World Series game, mm-hmm. and that's why that resonates forever. This is the wild card game. They were the second wild card. He's only playing because the MVP got hurt. Uh, I have, a, I think, I have a lot of compassion for him, and a lot of people do. Uh, ball did take kind of a funny hop, but people in Milwaukee be scarred by that. Uh, today was not a good day. He wasn't. He, he would not have won an election for governor of Wisconsin today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Jason, the Twins-Yankees, at least recent history, the last 15 to 20 years, is something that we all wear here in Minnesota. It's it's, yeah. it's embarrassing. It is among the most lopsided stretches of baseball that one good team will ever play against another good team. It's not like the Twins have, have been a... It's not a 100-loss doormat team getting beat. It's, it's playoff teams getting beat 
as bad as they have. How do you handicap this series that starts and can be heard, by the way, starting Friday night right here on Score North? Yeah, well, you know, what happened in 2004 doesn't really have any meaning to anyone except your listening audience. <laughs> you know, because these players don't care. They don't remember. Um, the history is just insane. The, the fact that the, the Twins have never won a postseason game against the Yankees that was not started by Johan is just mind-boggling. He will not be available tonight. But actually, I, actually, he I, is, but or, he'd love to pitch. <laughs> he's still yeah, trying to pitch. Yeah, I don't think he's busy. Yeah, He won't be available Friday either. Um, I, but I, I give the Twins a real chance. Um, we've, we've talked about this. The, you know, I know it wasn't the way that the Nationals won the game yesterday, but I really think the team that makes the most home run trots is going to win almost every series. The Twins are built to do that. Now, they got to keep the Yankees from doing that. But the ability to go deep from any spot in the lineup is going to determine these games. And the Twins are built to play in games like this. I told you a couple weeks ago I, that I had another American League manager predict that the Twins were going to beat the Yankees. We didn't even know then if they were going to play the Yankees. And it just tells you that whatever the history may say, the matchup says this is very possible. Yeah, I think it's probably going to happen. Tommy says it's happening. I think it's happening, Jason. <laughs> you think it's happening? <laughs> I think it's happening. So, what, yeah. what, so what's your script there, Rami? Pretty much what you just said. I said the the way to victory for both these teams is a lot of home runs and a strong performance from their bullpen. That's what that's what's gotten both of these teams this far, and yeah. they look like mirror images to me, Jason. And I think that's whoever hits the most home runs, like you said, and whoever gets the best, you know, f- fifth through ninth innings over the course of this series probably walks away with a victory. Yeah, when, when you get the lead in these games. You know, you're not supposed to have the kind of evening that the Brewers had last night. You know, both these teams are built to win those games. Uh, get the lead, get as much length from as many trusted relievers on your team as you can get and win that way. You don't want to fall behind the Yankees. It's one of the great bullpens ever. But I, I do think the Twins bullpen matches up well with them. And it's just a matter of getting respectable starting pitching. Now, the Yankees do have the possibility of getting more than that, right? When Paxton's out there, when Severino's out there, they they do. But it's it, this will be determined by, by bullpens and homers. Is there a Twins player in your mind who is known locally here in this market, but nationally is not not that well known? Who you think? has a good chance to establish himself in this series as more of a national name? Um, Do you have one in mind? Well, well I mean, I, is, Max Kepler is going to be okay, right? He's going to play. He's going to try and play. Yeah, he, he'll yeah try and play. because that would be my pick yeah. ordinarily. I, I mean, I, that guy, is, he's going to be a star if he's not a star already. And, you know, these are the, these are the games when that happens. I, I was thinking about Juan Soto last night. And Miguel Cabrera, you know, Miguel Cabrera, 2003 Marlins, 20 years old, put himself on the map and never left that map. And you know, maybe Juan Soto began that process last night. Max Kepler can certainly be that guy. Um, 
he, I don't know, he, he, I don't know how many home runs you have to hit, <laughs> you know, in a postseason series where people will start talking about you in all four time zones. But he could be that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm trying to think of others. I mean, there's some bullpen guys. There's there's a lot of anonymous flame throwing relievers around baseball. But the Twins have like Taylor Rogers. I don't think is a household name. I mean, Taylor Rogers yeah. is just. He doesn't have really a big personality. He just got good last year, but he's one of the best relievers in baseball. Tyler Duffy, too. I mean, Tyler Duffy oh, yeah. just, just got good three months ago. Rogers, you could be right. Yeah. You know? And no Rogers one's ever heard of those right. guys, Jason. Yeah, I mean, suppose Jose Barritos punches out yeah. 11 in his first trip to the mound. He could do that a couple times. I, I mean, he would get my attention. Yeah. I, and, uh, I mean, I, I, what's going to be the role of William Zatudio? Because America's just waiting to love that guy. Well, now that Arise is likely not going to be on the roster, I think Astadio is a I think lock, Arise might right? be. Yeah, Arise might be ready. It's looking right. Now. I think Arise I will feel like be. That might be a bluff. I think Astadio is a, a fringe roster guy, but his position yeah. flexibility, I think, I think puts him on. Jason, yeah. I'm yeah, not guaranteeing that, but I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it'd just be fun if he did something. <laughs> He's a great character. <laughs> Yes, he is. You know, out of his playbook. Yes. All right, well, enough of us asking you questions. Do you have a trivia question for us, Jason Stark? Yeah, I do. Of course I do. Um, where's the music? I think he Hold needs on. music. I think, yeah. I think Jonathan's, where's Jonathan dubbing, where's the music? Jonathan's dubbing something in. Is that door open in there? Can he hear us? <laughs> <laughs> the door's open. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, I'm going I'm to hit the music, but I don't know how loud, loud it's going to be because Jonathan's in the other room. All right. Well, it's not bad. Okay. It's match game music, Jason. There he is. <laughs> All right, we're good. We're you like good. the match we're good game? Go. Good motif. All right, yeah, fire it up. Fire it up. All right. Okay, now we're going. Yeah, let, now let's take a look at the decade of the tens. We've now had all ten seasons of the tens. Okay. Three twins hit at least 100 homers in the tens. Why don't you try and name them? Oh, boy. All right. Is Brian Dozier one? Did Brian Dozier? Brian Dozier's always <laughs> one. I'm never right. dismissing Brian Dozier as an answer again. Uh, Brian Dozier hit 100 home. He's got almost 50 right. And he's dancing with, with no shirt on right now somewhere in Washington. Because <laughs> apparently was that? that's all he does. What uh, was that? Has Nelson Cruz had 100 homers yet this year? <laughs> no, okay. I don't think so. Not quite. He's close. Okay. Um, Josh Willingham had a big season, but he did, he was only here for three years. Yeah. He didn't have enough. Michael Kadire wasn't here long enough. This is actually a really hard question. Um, <laughs> More Brian Dozier? Can we just keep guessing Brian Dozier? A hundred homers? A hundred homers? I'm only going to give you credit once for him. All right. I'm trying to think in more recent years. Max Kepler. Max, Max Kepler might have a hundred by now. Max Kepler. All right. No. Sorry. He's got, he just missed. He's got 92. Oh, man. Um... In the, Miguel Sano has a hundred. Miguel Sano has a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He got the second most. Who's the other one? They just they they haven't been very good for most of the 2010s and haven't been hitting home runs. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe how many short of this Joe Maurer was. <laughs> a lot of the listeners. Even Stark's laughing at Maurer now. Um, Maurer, you drink wine, Maurer, you sissy. Why don't you go to Boston? <laughs> uh, he did look good though. What Rosario? Would Rosario be 100? Sure. 
Yeah, let's go. Eddie Rosario? Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Eddie. We can't give him credit for that, right? He no, we're going to give ourselves wrong. the win, Jason. We're going to give ourselves the win. No, we gave one wrong. Yeah, I wasn't asking you about... Uh, I was I was posing a question to the room there, is what I was doing. So. Yeah, let me explain to you how the trivia business works. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Keep guessing names to get them all right. Like, all right. Listen here, kid. I can't give you full credit. I could have sworn that's how it worked. Stark's explaining it to you. That is Jason. Jason Stark from The Athletic and MLB Network. And, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping that our paths do cross as the Twins continue to ideally move forward here. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hope to do this segment in person at some point in October. That'd be awesome. We're going to have to get to the World Series, though, for that to happen. Could happen. Could happen. Not you're starting possible. in Houston? Is that where you're starting? I'm Houston and NLCS. So oh, okay. It, it, it's going to be at least seven Twins wins from here. I don't even know where I'll be when I talk to you next week. Well, we will put up a Jason Stark cardboard cutout, just like the movie Major League, and count down those seven wins. <laughs> no, but we're going to keep him fully clothed. Yeah, he'll stay fully clothed. Yeah, no clothes coming yeah, off, about Phil. That, Jason. That would be quality countdown. Yep. Uh, see you, Jason. See ya. Right, take care. Happy right, October. Jason Stark from The Athletic and MLB Network, presented by Dale Tondrick's Retirement Playbook, heard every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Um, we'll keep you posted on Vikings news. I mean, Stefan Diggs didn't show up to practice today, and the Vikings sent out their injury report. It was for reasons unknown to anybody, really, except for Stefan. All Diggs. we know is not injury related. Yeah, that's all we know. So, I right. spell pouting. Someone made the joke that they should just put for the reason why he missed practice on the injury report, just the the, the emoji of the eyes and like the one no, that he posted no on mouth. his Instagram account. They're not talking. Uh, and also, what is New York media saying about the twins? Jonathan has found some interesting clips from New York media about the twins. Let's talk about the best car dealership and service department here quickly in the Twin Cities. Luther Brookdale Toyota and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, a sponsor of the Mackie and Judd show for a long time, and now Mackie and Judd with Rami. And uh, these are people that are trustworthy, are knowledgeable, are friendly. They're sports fans. Oftentimes, I will uh, get into sports debates with my friends at Luther Brookdale Toyota. And uh, it's just a, a place that I can't recommend highly enough if you're looking for great service, great vehicles. Uh, the experience you get when you go in for a test drive is top-notch as well. Uh, I mean, that's my whole experience going through to get this 2019 RAV4 XLE. Go in. Uh, I, I had an idea that I wanted to get into an SUV, so they showed me all the safety features. They they let me drive it all around. I mean, they let me drive it for like an extended period of time that might might have been beyond trustworthy, but they were trusting of me, and that's good. And I did not crash it. I now drive it. I now have it. You came back with it and bought it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't wrap it around a telephone pole. That's good. So that's good. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Jonathan here with the Score North download. This download brought to you by Tondrick Financial. You can join Dan Terrar and myself this Sunday afternoon as Minnesota United heads out west to take on the Seattle Sounders with playoff positioning on the line. Pre-game at 3 o'clock with kickoff at 325 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. If you missed it, at the end of last segment, the Vikings sent out their injury report a uh, couple limited practice participants today. Josh Klein with a concussion. Kentrell Brothers, wrist, hamstring. Garrett Bradbury with a shoulder, something with his shoulder. He was limited at practice today. And then Mackenzie Alexander with an elbow slash a groin thing that he's dealing with limited. But the interesting note, Stefan Diggs did not practice, not injury related. So we have no idea what's going on there. We can speculate and assume. And that's what we did all day on Purple Daily. You can listen to that anywhere you find your podcasts. 
It's also, it's Bombas away for 10K. Correctly predict who hits the first playoff home run for the Twins, and you'll be entered to win $1,000. If that first Bomba happens to be a Grand Slam, the prize jumps to $10,000. Entering is easy. Just download the free Score North mobile app available for Apple or Android. Register on the app and enter through Listening Rewards. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jonathan Rami. Yeah, and in case you weren't paying full attention there to Jonathan. What are you saying? People don't pay attention to Jonathan? Sometimes people pay attention I'm to I'm kind of used to that fact I think, of you should, I think you should apologize right now. Are you saying he's like wallpaper? He said, we're uh, trying to give away $10,000. <laughs> he has to be apologized, wouldn't it? Never winning. I think you should get a podcast and apologize I'm to your producer. You. I don't know why you're getting you're mad at me. You're calling me wallpaper. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying Phil called you wallpaper. I think you That's, did. You, I'm pretty sure I a guy who that. had his birthday today no, wished you gave you a gift and you basically took it <laughs> and shooed him out of the room. That's not what happened. I don't think you should be. I don't think there should be. You know, I think you should apologize too. I think everyone should apologize except for me. Can I give Ross the same candy bar he gave me? And yeah, like, do it. Birthday, you're really gonna re Half eaten. It's in my fridge actually at home. Take five. Highly underrated candy bar. Thanks nice. again, Ross. Nice. Appreciate nice. it. Yeah, we're trying to give away ten thousand dollars. <laughs> We're trying to give away ten thousand dollars. If it's you if know the, how many take fives you can buy with that? So many, like ten thousand of them. A ridiculous yeah. amount of candy bars that At you can buy 10, for your friends' birthdays. When'd you get sick? Huh? When'd you get sick of ten thousand candy bars? No. Okay. Absolutely not. No. All you have to do: download the free Score North mobile app, register on the app, and enter through Listener Rewards. It's Bombas away for ten k. If the Twins' first bomba of the postseason is a grand slam, you have a chance to win ten thousand dollars. Uh, you guys curious to know what New York media is saying about the Minnesota Twins? Yes, very much so. All right. Well, Joe Girardi, this is from WFAN, right? This is the Sports Pope, Jonathan? Yep. This is yep. from Mike Frances' show, his <laughs> nine-hour show where he takes phone calls. From <laughs> Joe Girardi must have called it. Do you think Do you think anything's going to stop a Yankee-Houston ALCS? I do not. No, okay. I, I think they're destined to play, and I think they're destined to play seven games. Is this a better Minnesota team than the ones that the Yankees have always beaten? Um, Probably. I think their lineup is deeper. I'm not crazy about their rotation. I'm not crazy about their bullpen. Uh, but I think their lineup is deeper. Okay, he. I can I can listen. If you're, if you're a Yankee media, you're Yankee manager, you're Yankee fan, there's no reason to think that the Twins are a threat ever until they prove that they're not. But... I was kind of with Joe Girardi. Like, just from his point of view, I could see his point of view until the last part of that where he said he's not that into their bullpen. You can't say that. If you if, if you say you're not that into the Twins' bullpen, you haven't been watching the Twins the last yeah, three Yeah, you months. haven't been following the Twins. You're flat out wrong. Right. So that was my takeaway. And, I mean, every one of Francis's questions, he's basically saying it's a foregone conclusion, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear thing. more Sports Pope, though. I want Sports Pope to weigh After in. After listening to a lot of the Sports Pope over the last couple days, he very much does not think the Twins are a threat. It's not so much what he says, it's how he asks the questions of, Hey, when are, what do you think about the Astros? It's never, there's no questions about the Twins. It's always about the Astros. Yeah. Well, Michael Kay on the other side of the dial in New York, he's on ESPN New York, and he is the TV face and voice of the New York Yankees. He was singing a bit of a different tune. And I, I will tell you this, too. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Minnesota's a team that I would rather play. Minnesota is not your father's Twins. This team has 299 home runs. They've got really good players. They play the game the right way. So what you've done in the past, it doesn't really apply to the guys on the Minnesota Twins right now. This is not a layup series. You have to come out and play well. That's very fair. That's incredibly fair. That's accurate, too. That's a guy who's been following He's watched the Twins. Twins. Yeah, he's done his research. 
And, and he knows who they are. If you're in that, that market, the Yankees are good, but you have to know they're not great. I think they're very good, but they their starting pitching could be questionable. We don't know. The bullpen, in this case, I think by now match up pretty well. The Yankees probably have bigger names from their bullpen, but the Twins' bullpen, as Phil just said, has been good for, what, three months now? They recon- they To the Twins' credit, they reconstructed the bullpen and probably got it right, and these two teams are going to probably hit, as Stark talked about, homer for homer. So, yeah, I don't... Other than just hubris, East Coast, we're better, because you also... They also should not put any weight in into the fact of the history of the series, because, again, it means nothing. Rocco Baldelli, Nelson Cruz, all, we, we've talked about this a lot. They don't care. It's not going to play a factor. If the Twins lose, the Twins lose. And if the Yankees lose, guess what? They just lose. Yeah, there it, won't be any... No one should be like, I can't believe the be Yankees lost. mystical or magical about whatever team wins or loses well, this series. And Minnesota fans, if you get over that hump, I get that. Okay, you finally beat them. That's great. But nobody should act completely shocked. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If, if people missed the Dave St. Peter quote on our show last week, I'm gonna play this, and then I'm gonna get you some feedback from the New York Post, a columnist named Kevin Kernan. But first, Dave St. Peter. You know, we obviously don't get to pick who we play. It certainly looks like it'll be New York. We understand the, you know, the the, the history. Uh, that's my history. It isn't Bracco Baldelli's history. It certainly isn't Nelson Cruz's history. So I, I think that'll be overblown, but. Organizationally, I, I just say it's time to slay the dragon, right? You know, so um, I, you know, well, we look forward to the challenge. To which, in the New York Post, Kevin Kernan, columnist, said in his headline that somebody else probably wrote, but they're all on the same team. Twins make big mistake by poking the Yankees dragon, and he says, "Sounds like a Zolgadian headline. I like it." <laughs> Did he say poke the dragon? Yeah, poke the dragon. Did he really say that? Yeah, it's, it's the post. Anything goes. Poke the dragon. He said, Sounds a little uh, dirty. Even though the Yankees are still, <laughs> even though the Yankees are still fighting off their fair share of injuries going into the postseason, the next man up mantra is over. Forget it. Time to move on from that. It's time to be the bully. Better yet, Yankees be the dragon. Dave St. Peter did the Yankees a big favor. Not that they needed a wake up call, <laughs> but his pronouncement earlier this week came at the perfect time for the Yankees to get into postseason. Dragon mode. Activate dragon mode. Dragon mode. (laughs) St. Peter told Score North Radio, organizationally, I just say it's time to slay the dragon, right? Let's go. Bring him on. Be careful what you wish for, Mr. St. Peter. (laughs) He's been Twins president for 17 years and knows what it's like to have his organization pounced on by the Yankees. The Twins have been the Yankees' postseason punching bag. Ten straight wins in October over the Twins. And the Twins don't show up in October. They haven't won a playoff series since 2002. I mean, that last part's true. I mean, all of it might be true, but it's just kind of funny. <laughs> Instead of sending Judd to New York to cover the series, can we send him there just to troll some New York media who aren't giving the Twins any chance whatsoever? Just put him outside WFAN with like a bullhorn and a score north sign and have him read off have him read off the Twins roster to Mike Francesa since he clearly has no idea who they Sports are. Sports Pope would, would have me thrown in Rikers. I don't like that idea. <laughs> You don't know. Sports Pope carries a lot of weight there. The cops all love the Sports Pope. You need to call in to his show tomorrow. Please You're going do. to New York tomorrow. Please call in. Just, call in, just call in as Judd from St. Louis Park. Judd from St. Louis Park. And just give a couple give a couple takes and a question. Just hot takes? No, you know what you should do is call as Judd from St. Louis Park. Talk about the twins. Well, hold on a second. Like you have no idea who they are, and see how long it takes him hold to point out that you have no idea what you're talking what about. What time Sports Pope on? Because I guarantee you he's just going to nod and agree with you. 
What time is Sports Pop on? I think he's on from like 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Okay, right? so Isn't because he on for like 12 hours. Because here's what I'm thinking: <laughs> Ronnie could call from here on the air. <laughs> hey, Mike, what's going on? Let's go to Rami in whatever. <laughs> yeah, just make make it Yonkers. Sure, that'd be great. And then you could go on and and just give just hot hot twin. No, sticks. I'm just gonna call with a totally uneducated twins take. Okay, and see how long it takes him to catch on. That I'm talking complete BS, or if he just nods and agrees with me the whole time. It's got to be from a phone because if it sounds like it's from a studio, yeah, can't know that it's a, yeah. that it's a, talk but, about Tori well, Hunter. Actually, I was say he'll know it's a prank, but people prank you short. <laughs> yeah, yeah which is, by the way, some of the great stuff. Was that fan house? <laughs> and he always knows it's a prank after the fact. Yeah, of course, after they've already executed the prank, he hangs out. I already, I knew they were going to do that. I knew that's where it was going. I mean, what would it take for you to call in and just sing La Bamba? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. You don't have to. Pay Actually, me. you know what you could do. This is like when we had Dave St. Peter on, and you turned off all the mics and said twenty bucks if you ask him about put a roof on it. And I said, keep your money. I was going to do it anyways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if you called up and said, you know, Mike, I'm really concerned. Herbeck's really good. Gaetti, Laudner, Smalley. These guys really worry me, Mike. How long would it take for Mike to realize that you were talking about the 80s? After I hung up, I knew what that guy was doing. And then, <laughs> the whole time. Be gold. The whole time. I knew the whole time. Oh, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And you know what? If you're wondering what the hell's going on with the Vikings, we can do a little expanded Vikings vent line here in the five o'clock hour too. So if you, if I saw a couple people were on hold earlier, uh, the Vikings, Stefan Diggs skip practice today. Kirk Cousins apologized to Adam Thielen. And specifically, are you still on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon? Cause if you are, we would love to hear from you. 651-646-8255 or tweet at Phil Mackey at Rami is tweeting at Jay Zolgad. Let's come back. Let's talk about these TCL TVs here for a moment, though. First and foremost, TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and uh, a powerhouse all over the entertainment industry as well. It's the official sponsor of the Ellen DeGeneres Show and, of course, the other powerhouse in uh, national media, the Mackie and Jeb with Rami Show, really on the same level if you if you look at it closely. Um, so TCL... She's getting there. She's almost on her level. She's close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's put in a couple more, a couple more years. Right. A couple more years. So TCL has 5,000-plus streaming channels available and 500,000-plus movies and TV show episodes, and you get all of them packed into a built-in Roku device, so no external cords. If you're a cord cutter out there, it's the best available streaming menu of options that you're going to find incorporated with any TV. You can go stare at a TCL TV for yourself at any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. Or go to TCLUSA.com. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North, home of Twins Playoff Baseball in October. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. You can't just expect to win every single game in this league by running the football. I think we're going to have to be able to move the ball by throwing the football. I really want to apologize to him because there's too many opportunities where we could have hit him. I need to get him the football. This is all show. This wasn't for Adam Thielen. This was for the public to see that, oh, I'm Kirk Cousins, and I'm being accountable, and I care about Adam. He is apologizing to receivers for missing throws. And it's too late
Mikey and Judd with Rami. Score North, Score North mobile app. And it's never a dull week in Vikings land. And here we go again with just more stuff do you suppose, to sift through. Do you boys suppose the Twins were sitting there at Target Field thinking, finally, division title, successful. The sports news cycle is ours. The Vikings are 2-2. Two and two. Really nothing happening. They're not great. They're not bad. That's fine. But this is our week. Front page all over the place. Sports talk, no doubt, will dominate it. This is going to be fantastic. And the Vikings said, hey, where, where's that dysfunction playbook that we use so much in Eden Prairie? We need to break that out. And someone's like, I'll go pick it up. <laughs> okay, page 62, quarterback problems with receivers. This works perfect. Because tomorrow, what's going to be, what's the talk right now? Like, you can't get away from it. Yeah. Good or bad, you can't get away from them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Because, obviously, in the NFL, if you just win a game, if you go into New York and you win a game and Kirk Cousins plays really well, then, okay, like, now you're back on track. You need a home game. Get, if you can make hay in these next four games, the season is not lost. But I just feel like it's on the verge of, it feels like, Players are starting to see Kirk Cousins for what he's been in Washington, that there's not going to be another level there. And you've got Mike Zimmer trying to preserve this thing for you know his tenure. Um, I don't know. I mean, can you guys see a scenario in which this thing gets fully back on the rails and they go on a big run and they do the things that, at least that I thought as a guy who predicted 11-5, and five, that, okay, like... Just because you go off the rails in September or it gets wobbly in September in the NFL doesn't mean that your season is completely bleeped. They're 2-2. Two and two. So what is the scenario that could lead them to something better? Well, for me, on the rails, because I thought their ceiling was only slight improvement from Kirk Cousins and the offense as a whole, unless Dalvin Cook had a huge season, and he's on his way to doing that. So maybe they could do more than I initially thought, but I really don't think there is vast room for improvement between what you saw from Kirk Cousins last year and what his ceiling is to get back on that track though i mean winning cures all if they if they win three straight games and no matter how they do it although the stefan diggs thing man i need to find out a little bit more and and see exactly where he's at because if he's on the brink with this team or if he's already behind the scenes asked for a trade I don't know if three more wins of Stephon Diggs getting three targets per game, if that even if that even fixes that or if that even mends that 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 fence there, that bridge between the the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, and Stephon Diggs. I don't know if you can get this thing back on track when it comes to Diggs specifically. I need to know what exactly is going on there and how bad it's gotten between Cousins, the Vikings, and Diggs. That's true too. And th- here's the problem. The way I see things is currently constructed. If you go, the Giants' defense not good. So let's say they go to the Giants and they complete a few passes, and Dalvin Cook runs for one hundred and twenty-five yards. Nobody with that team is going to say Cousins' problem solved. So we're basically talking about having to wait for another probably pretty important road game to say, can you do something here? You know, the next time you play a Chicago team, really good defense. So I just think the faith in Kirk. Among the fan base, among the players, probably among the head coach, is so low now that that salvaging it it's going to be difficult. And Rami is right. If the Diggs thing is is going to go south from here, and he's either done with it, or he's going to come out and make a statement about it, or you know that poisons things, Phil, really quickly. Well, this was Mike Zimmer on the whole cousins apologizing to Thielen on the podcast thing. You know, quite honestly, uh, that's a headline. 
I, I watched the whole article. That did not happen. Um, it was. Are you talking about cousins talking about that? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know exactly what he said. I didn't read the article on that. I saw the headline. Um, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. No. It was probably just being nice. I mean, I mean seriously. I'm not worried about it. Maybe you should get off the podcast. If you want to, if you want to hear more, just this the the podcast apology thing and Stefan Diggs not being at practice today. Purple Daily is a great place. You should be subscribed to that if you're a Vikings fan, anyways. Five day a week Vikings show and Vikings vent line. I kind of love old guys talking about how much they hate new technology and don't even know how to refer to it. He needs to get off the podcast. He needs to get off the podcast. The face snap thing. Bill Belichick said. Um, and, and all those shows are on scorenorth.com and the scorenorth. You can hear all the podcasts. Mobile app. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but starting on Friday night, when you can find these games, by the way, all of the Twins playoff games on scorenorth and uh, scorenorth on, uh, on 1500. Twins Yankees, 6 o'clock Friday. Twins Yankees, 4 o'clock on Saturday. We're sending Judd out there to cover it. He'll be on the scorenorth twin show, which is five days a week. And Michael Kadire, um, while we hate to pick at scabs here, but the twins, the twins have some demons to exercise against. He knows the Yankees. exactly where you're going to. That's the greatest part. We want to play a soundbite for you, real quick, from Dave St. Peter. This was from our show late last week, and get your thoughts to start this conversation off. You ready? All right. You know, we obviously don't get to pick who we play. It certainly looks like it'll be New York. We understand the, you know, the the, the history. Uh, that's my history. It isn't Brocco Baldelli's history. It certainly isn't Nelson Cruz's history, so I, I think that'll be overblown. But organizationally, I, I just say it's time to slay the dragon, right? You know, so um, I, you know, well, we look forward to the challenge. What do you think? Well, I mean, he's right. It, it uh, you know, it's our history. It's the it's the mid two thousands. Um, you know, I, obviously, this is two entirely different teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's twin man's history. There's no question about that. And it's, uh, and it's pretty recent history in their minds. So, um, you know, the thing is, is the Yankees are good. They've been good. They're good this year. They were good when we played against them and you got to beat good teams in the playoffs. And the 2019 Yankees is no exception, but you know what? We're pretty good too. And, um, you know, it's going to be a fun series. We're going to go out there. I, obviously, I don't think any of these guys are worried about what happened uh, in 2010 and in 2005 and in 2003. I don't think any of them are worried about that. Um, they're just going to go out there and play the game. Question off of, of that, too, Michael. How much, in retrospect now, at what point, if it did if it did turn a corner or happen, and how much were those Yankee teams in your head? Because we talk about that now a ton how much was that they had great players, Jeter, Rodriguez, etc., and how much was flat out that going into that stadium and playing that team at some point in time turned a corner and got to be difficult for you guys? Uh, you know, I don't think they were in our head, so to speak. I mean, obviously the results, it appears that way. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't win, what, one game or something like that, maybe two. I don't, I don't even remember exactly. So, yeah, it appears that they were in a head. They were just a really good team. I mean, plain and full. Um, you know, we won with, with our power pitcher. Johan won a few games or, or maybe one or two games. And after that, they they beat up on us pretty good. And, and, you know, when they needed a big hit, 
they got a big hit. Um, whether it's Ruben Sierra or Alex Rodriguez, when they, when they needed it, they got it. And unfortunately, we didn't get as many. Talking with Michael Kadire, former twin here on Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. I, I don't think that this Twins team is at all intimidated by the Yankees or, or care at all about the history that we've been talking about, Michael, but it does seem that October baseball is a whole nother beast. Do you remember the first time you went into a playoff game, what the butterflies were like, and how long it took to shake them? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my first playoff game was 2002, the ALDS game one in Oakland, and I think I threw the ball in the dugout in the first inning or something <laughs> like that. So, <laughs> you know, I think Koski, we missed the fly ball in the infield. I threw a ball in the dugout. Uh, we made a, We made a few mistakes in those first two or three innings in Oakland. But um, we were able to regroup ourselves, uh, get some big hits later in that game, obviously win game one, take it to game five and, and win that series. And, and, you know, so I think it takes a minute to, um, to shake them because as much as you want to try and say it's just any other game and focus that it's any other game, um, it's not, especially game one. You know, for guys that haven't been there, game two, game three, and game four, if, if necessary, are a little more normal. But game one and game five, or game one and game seven, are totally different beats. Yeah. Uh, what what's what is your favorite part about October baseball? <clears throat> I think um, you know just the excitement from the fans from the first pitch to the last. Uh, I think that is that is what makes baseball fun. Even when you're watching it on TV or listening to it on the radio, you hear that buzz from the fans. You hear the buzz inside the stadium. And I think that's what, what makes it exciting. You know, you got 162 games. You don't get that buzz all that often. And it's just the nature of the nature of a baseball season. But from the first pitch of the postseason, so from the first pitch of last night in a wild card game to the last pitch of the World Series, you're going to hear that buzz, and I think that's what makes playoff baseball exciting. How impressed have you been, too, with what the uh, Twins' new brass has done in a relatively short period of time uh, to take this from a team that, what, four years ago now lost 100-plus games to a, a division champion? Well, i extremely impressed. I mean, and there's, some smart, there's some smart guys. You know, Derek and Thad, I mean, the whole front office are, are really smart people, smart minds, smart baseball minds. And what they do a really good job of is, is taking information from all walks of the organization and applying it to their vision and applying it to their goal of sustained success. And, you know, I think it makes everybody in the organization feel valued and it makes the organization that much stronger from the front office all the way down to the vendors. And I think that's what, uh, what is special about the Twins organization and I think you're starting to see the, the, the team out there on the field gel together and have fun playing with each other again. Yeah. Uh, Michael, which one of those Yankees series, and, and I, there were some, even though you guys got beat in a lot of the games, there were like the Phil Cuzzy game. I mean, there were games where it was bang, bang, right? I mean, Did like, you really even, just bring up the Cuzzy game to support Michael like, it's, a, it's all of our history. It's all of <laughs> it's our history. Of it. It's part of it. it yeah, it's, it's part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know that 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 series was was tough, obviously to swallow. Two thousand four was tough to swallow. Um, you know, I think we had them. Obviously, Ruben Sierra hitting the home run. Um, you know, two thousand nine. Uh, I think if you know, 
damn Monday night football, we don't have it, and we're able to get a day off, or if the schedule's even even like it is now, where you get a week off in between in between the the wild card or the play in game to the to the divisional series, it might have been a different story. Just you know, playing that game, that game one sixty three, and going immediately going to New York and playing in less than you know eighteen hours, I think it took a toll on us. So there were some things that that didn't go our way, but um, ultimately they beat us in, in a in a five game series. So you can say we can say if it bounced this way, if Kuzi calls the ball fair, think whatever. But it was five games. They beat us in five games. They won the best of three, or they won three games. So you know it is what it is. Is there one thing about this this Yankees team that that scares you that you think if if the Twins do lose it, we'll look back on it and go, yeah, that that was the difference right there. Well, you know, I think the teams are built very similar, obviously, and relying on the home run and relying on power. Um, you know, I think it's imperative to get the lead early, um, especially game one and game two at their stadium. Uh, you don't want to match, you know, you don't want to get down and be down going into the sixth and seventh and let that power bullpen come in and take effect. So I think it's important to set the aggressive tone early, have good at bats, and, and, you know, try and get that lead because they'll go in and throw out that bullpen like it's nothing. Who in your mind should start game one for the Twins on Friday night? Well, I mean, you know, I haven't looked at all the numbers, but, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious with, our, with, our, with power pitching and usually power pitching wins in the postseason that Barrios gives us a good shot with that power pitching. But, you know, you can't you – can't, Take away what Odo did this whole series or this whole season as well, and, and he would deserve it as well. But you know, if it was, if it was me, um, I think I start try and set the tone with with Barrios and uh, go from there. Right on. That's Michael Kadire, longtime twin and uh, a guy who put up some some big numbers in his career. And uh, we'll see if the Twins can change the history against the Yankees starting this weekend. Michael, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day, and uh, we'll see what happens here. All right, guys, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be up there uh, for game three, so I'm excited. Right on. All right, that is Michael Kadire. And, um, you know, he he kind of laughed at the Phil Cuzzy, you know, like, man, the Phil Cuzzy thing. But I do wonder if in if, the, if they would have caught a break or something in one of these. I mean, the Yankees had better teams, but that's one of the most egregious calls, for instance, in a situation where the Twins would have scored a run that probably, you know, cinches a game. Um, they stole a game or two in the early 2000s at Yankee Stadium. So, like, there were some hard-fought moments in those series. But the fact that you have that you have zero playoff series wins since 2002 and zero playoff game wins since 2004, that's amazing when you look back on it. It's been 15 years since they've won a playoff game. And their last playoff game win was against the Yankees. If they don't celebrate after 163 like they did, does it change the early part of the series in New York at all yeah, that so the, season? So the timeline there was... Yeah, the how much regular, time did they have between the celebration and the game? Almost none. The, it was aggressive. The, I'm trying to think here. So the regular season ended on a Sunday, but there was Monday night football the next night at the Metrodome, Vikings-Packers. Brett Far, Favre playing Favre, the Packers yeah, for the gr- first time. It was magnificent. It was actually it was 10 years ago this week. Literally 10 years ago this week. Yeah. And so they had to bump game 163 to Tuesday... And I believe the ALDS started on Wednesday. Yeah, I think oh, that's correct. Wow. It was incredibly so they aggressive. Celebrated, but they celebrated, and then they cele- had to go play. But they celebrated hard, because it was, and that was, of course, a great game. And it might have made no difference at all, but it was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just, if you look at, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if you look at the Ron Gardenhire, and you include the regular season, too, 
the Twins played, it was like they played like 100 games against the Yankees over that stretch. And the 162 record equivalent was like if they were a 55-win team. They played to like a like Jeez. a fifty five and one ten record against the Yankees or whatever over a fifteen year stretch, regular season and postseason. Wow! And those were mostly ninety win Twins teams during that era too. A lot but of those division are champion Twins different teams. Twins teams. Those are different Yankees teams. That has no bearing on the series that gets started Friday. Yep. Zero, none at all. So keep keep telling Phil that, would you? Has zero zero bearing, zero impact, Phil. No, I agree. I, I don't disagree with that. Have a white claw. Relax. <laughs> Or two. Or two. Well, or, I mean, heck, with the alcohol content of White Claw, you guys could have six a pizza might show and be might, fine. You know, they have almost the same exact alcohol content as uh, a lot of beers out there. I think it's about 4.5% It is in a White Claw. Well, that's not bad, though. No, it's pretty it's good. It's actually 5%, I think. 5%? Yeah, yeah so 5% like, like a Guinness has you, you could a Guinness has less alcohol, I'm pretty sure. But it's lighter, though, right? A lot less sugar, yeah. Calories? Yeah. yeah, less calories, less sugar. Better for you? It's basically health food. Good alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty much. It's like a salad in a Man, you guys know, Exactly. No wonder you guys look so fantastic, and I'm sort of bloated. <laughs> it's true. I can see why. Yep. <laughs> Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. In other news coming up, and we'll keep you posted on any other Vikings drama, too, which you can find more at scorenorth.com. I see Collar just posted a piece about Stefan Diggs. So. But I always say this. It was like Kirk Cousins' dad took him when he was six years old and said, this is the way a quarterback talks. This is the way a quarterback behaves. And to me, this is all show. Because if you're really sorry to, to Adam Thielen, if you really feel like it's my bad, you know all you have to say to Adam Thielen because he's a grown man that plays in the NFL. Hey, man, that's my bus. I'm going to get better. This wasn't for Adam Thielen. This right. was for us. This was for the public to right. see that, oh, I'm Kirk Cousins, and I'm being accountable, and I care about Adam. And let me say great things about Adam when he basically threw me over the bus. I'm not going to let him put it in reverse and back up over me. And you don't do that. You go to Adam and you say, you know what? I do have to be better, and let's work to yeah. be better, but it's no need to get out here and put on this public display of affection for us. I need to know where he got the over part. Throw, throw a guy over, over the, the bus. bus. I think he might have gotten confused as he was talking, as sometimes does happen to us humans, and so he couldn't remember what the right phrase was, so he just guessed. I like it. Just th- th- threw me off the bus. Uh, threw me against the side and of the Kirk bus. Cousins like, there's so many different ways you could go with that. Could over throw the bus. A is, human over a bus. That's impressive. Yeah, he'd be so strong. That's, that's stronger if than Uncle Rico. If he can do Rico. that, I want him to actually start running the ball more. <laughs> Just trucking dudes because he can throw them over the bus. That's right. That's crazy. Sort of uh, we'll get to in other news here shortly, but 651-646-8255. Dave in South Carolina. What's going on, man? You're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. What's happening? Good. Listen, I called in the other day to event line. Um, my first time ever calling into y'all's show. And, uh, Thank you. Like, uh, yeah, no problem. I think my call got misinterpreted a little bit. I'm the guy that called in uh, and talked about, you know, trading different pieces. And, and I think the, the, the gist of it from Rami after another show was that, hey, you know, this guy wants to totally strip this down. Uh, oh, yeah. That's not I what remember I'm talking the call. about. I remember the call. <laughs> yeah, that's not, what I'm, that's not what I was getting at. And I okay. think the third point I'm getting ready to make again, you guys are probably going to uh, disconnect me here after I say this and probably laugh at me, but. But I'm going to be very serious with you, okay? You guys just talked about <clears throat> all the different options. And please let me hang on the line for a second. But uh, all the different options that we just talked about earlier to fix this, right? Yeah. And it's not it's not fixable uh, at this point because, um, 
you know, you can't let Diggs go um, and then keep this moron um, at quarterback. And I hate to say that because I was a, a Vikings fan that was up for this. You know, it was wide open. I'm tortured. Let's give it our shot. So maybe I'm a moron by saying this. I'm at my wit's end as a Vikings fan. Thank God we have the Twins to look forward to. But I think that, you know, Zimmer can't help himself. Jed said that many times. Rami talked about how you can't trade digs. Here's my solution. And I'm going to joke about it. This is a half-card kind of joke, sense of humor. But we need to find <clears throat> Tanya Harding somewhere nope. uh, outside that facility. <laughs> and just give Cousins a bump to keep him out for a couple weeks. And the reason I'm saying this is, is because, seriously, guys, the only option that you have, and I, I know Sean Mannion is probably the last thing that we could think of, but how badly his Cousins played, you put him in and just see if he does any better. Uh, the Vikings don't want to do that because of the money invested, their jobs are on the line, and that's the problem. You really don't care about what happens beyond but the next Dave, six, ten weeks. Dave, thank, so. you, thank you for calling. And I would say you this. You want to go Galuli? I would say this. On Cousins? <laughs> why, me? why me? Because <laughs> you're Kirk Cousins, dude. Why me? <laughs> so independent of going Galuli on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Galuli is. Do not necessarily advocate. I was like, I'm, I'm tracking you with being out on Cousins. Definitely tracking you. He's Dave said, I'm out on Cousins. Uh, it's just time to be done with, done with him. But then when you like when your when your take goes into Mannionville, okay, like when you leave Cousinsville and then you drive into Mannionville, that's where my GPS shuts off. Okay? Like you can be done with Kirk Cousins without going the extra step and saying, I mean, you might as well give Mannion a shot. Like Mannion's not the answer either. But so, if you're trying to lose football games, Mannion surely is the answer. Right? Here's my question. And this is going to sound really weird for a team that is 500 right now. What's the goal now? Like, I know what Spielman and Zimmer want, but what should be the goal? Well, you know what their goal is. Their goal is to win a Super Bowl still. That's right. their goal. But then That's I'm, why there's so much tension right now. But then I'm tempted to try to go get a left tackle or, like I said two weeks ago, Jalen Ramsey. But, Phil, your point is hedge. that's going to be yes. But they're not going. But they might not hedge at all because they might be gone, period. So what should – so let's just have a – Common sense, meet in the middle conversation here. What should be the goal now? Because I'm also on your side of the fence, Phil. I'm Cousins is not going to work. Like it's just not going to work. I think the, I actually think the best case scenario is that you play out the rest of the season and you and you try as hard as you can to do as well as you can. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the season, you have the same realization that the 2008 Vikings had, which is everything else is kind of ready to rock still. Just need a better quarterback. But then you have to deal with the reality that you still have one more year left on this dude's contract, and he has a no-trade clause. So he gets to decide. In 2008, you got to decide, oh, we got enough cap room, let's bring in Brett Favre. Period. Yep. And and then they had one of the best teams in the Unless NFL. you can convince him to waive his no-trade clause and you can find somebody who <laughs> wants Kirk Cousins, you're stuck with him for another year. He doesn't have to be your starter necessarily, but he's on this roster for another year. Yeah. Right. right. Well, this 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 will be a theme that continues on not only throughout the rest of this week, but we're only week five, baby. So buckle up. In other news.
That's right, midweek, mid-show. We like to take a break from all the hard-hitting sports talk we bring you here throughout the day and throughout the week on Score North and bring you some of the more weird and wacky news from around the world. Judd looked at me before we started this segment, and he said, none of you better have stolen my in-other-news stories. I'm so, so proud of this. I have a pile of them, so I'll let him go first, so that way if we do have duplicates, I can just pick another one. Go ahead, Judley. I love this one. This is my favorite, by the way, of okay. all time. An electronic billboard near Auburn Hills, Michigan, aroused a lot of attention Saturday night after it started playing a porn video. Oh, boy. Police say they received numerous calls. Yes, police say they received numerous. Exactly. Why not just stop? It's like a driving movie. (laughs) Police say they received numerous calls about the graphic images on the billboard, which is located on the I-75 and M-59 interchange, according to the Detroit Free Press. Dr. Justin Camel, one of the drivers who saw the sex-laden videos, told the te- a television station he nearly got into an accident because he couldn't believe what he was seeing. <laughs> I'm going to read a quote from you, yeah, and I, I swear... it's because he couldn't believe it. I swear this is, this is the quote. This is what he said. I'm not making this up to be a smart aleck. I came across a billboard, and, and it was something unusual. I saw two girls. Lesbian porn, Camel said. Another driver, Chuck McMahon, told a Detroit station that he thought that the first video was an intentional or an international ad for something like a strip club. Then he realized what it really was. I was just looking up at it, and I was like, huh? Oh, wow. That's porn, McMahon said. <laughs> Auburn Hills Police Lieutenant Ryan Gagnon told the Free Press the explicit videos were on the screen for about 20 minutes. Whoa. Uh, although a site like this could definitely lead to distracted driving, Gagnon told the Free Press there were no reports of accidents caused by drivers taking their eyes off the road to look at the body billboard because they all pulled over police said they hope to uh, release more information monday on how the video got on the screen they said it's possible a hacker got into the billboard system you know i was gonna say there are some things i don't really want to see on a 100 foot wide billboard but it sounds like the uh the category that it was selected from (laughs) that you would you would be okay with those things were not on that screen i think would uh, you not pull to the side of the road and claim a flat tire if a cop came along i think we're good yeah yeah, for what sure. are some of the categories? Actually, no, no, never, <laughs> yeah, never mind. never mind. Please, dear God, no. Never mind. In other news, from the Tampa Bay Times, so proud of that one. <laughs> although he made less than twenty thousand dollars in two thousand sixteen, Ramon Christopher Blanchett managed to get a near one million dollar refund from the IRS. What? That's right. He made less than twenty thousand dollars and got nearly a one million dollar refund from the IRS. So for the 2017 and 18 tax years, he claimed that he owed hefty re- that he was owed hefty refunds then too, a total of 492,000. Those are among the new details revealed Tuesday as the part-time community college student pleaded guilty to the theft of government funds. He faces up to 10 years in prison for what his public defender Paul Downing called a highly unusual case. "Quote, I can't believe they sent the check in the first place. Wasn't there any oversight?" Word of the whopping refund came in uh, January when the government filed a civil forfeiture action after seizing $900,000 from his account and a 2016 Lexus RC350 he had bought with part of the ill-gotten funds. But it was not until a few weeks ago that he was formally accused of a felony. With the Lexus now gone, Blanchett took the bus from his East Tampa apartment (laughs) to his courthouse downtown that he was... This dude is taking a bus. He has a public defender. Like, he was just a millionaire a few days ago. He was just a millionaire. And now he's riding the bus and has a public defender. Okay, if, if, if the IRS issued you, let's say you went through your TurboTax. You, you go TurboTax yeah. and you get to the end. We of went it through says, this already. We, we had a similar thing a few right. weeks ago Ronnie, when the ATM gave somebody way yeah. too much money. But it wasn't a million. 
That no, was like no. I'm calling I'm the IRS saying, and saying something's gone incredibly wrong. Get this out of my account. You don't buy a Lexus RC three fifty. If somebody drops the ball that badly, man, I'm supposed to give back. Not I look in my bank account and there's three commas. There's three commas in my bank account. I'm supposed to give that back. Well, no, mm, no. Is it worth? Is it worth six months of riding around in a nice car and uh, buying some nice fancy meals to spend ten years in prison, which is what he's going to do now? I mean. Got to take some chances in life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bland is a car salesman who's had his fill of the raunchy sales bro culture at the Southeast Texas dealership where he used to work. According to court documents filed in Galveston County, Bland is suing his former boss and their dealership's parent company for what he calls the sexually hostile and at times smelly work environment he endured for more than a year at the Auto Nation Acura dealership in League City, just southeast of Houston, near the Texas Gulf Coast. In his lawsuit, he accuses his former boss, Jeremy Pratt, of weaponizing his own farts and repeatedly pinching Bland's and other male subordinates' nipples. Quote, he reinforced dominance (laughs) over his subordinates by regularly entering their enclosed offices, intentionally passing gas, and then laughing as they were forced to breathe the soiled air. The plaintiff's original petition in uh, Galveston County's 212th Court District says, (laughs) that's not asserting your dominance. And it's not... Sexual. That's just a, like that's a twelve-year-old in a grown man's body. <laughs> so are you defending this? <laughs> asserting your man-child is what it is. Who somehow worked his way atop the ladder of card salesmanship and is now managing an office, like farting in people's faces and purple nurples. That's the work. <laughs> that's the work of like a twelve-year-old boy. That's all that is, and he somehow has climbed the ranks of car salesmanship to be a manager. Are you telling me that you wouldn't sue though? I might, but I the the, the it could get you, it could get you those extra comments you're looking the for. The language is what I take issue with. Weaponizing his own farts. Okay, we- that's reinfo- awesome. Reinforcing dominance over his subordinates. Do you guys ever uh, weaponize your own? Weaponizing your what own. You mean like throw them? What are we talking here? Oh, tra- or trap them. A Dutch oven? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> Classic Mackie move. <laughs> right out of the Mackie playbook for generations. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't believe it. Oh, I didn't the ever was... think these words and phrases would be used on radio before, but yep. now I've heard them. You've certainly caught enough for the next week of uh, yep. opening show, closing show sound bites, haven't you? <laughs> We're going to wrap with noted, noted fart weaponizer Patrick Royce when we come back to Mackie and Jeff with Robbie. Jonathan here with the Score North download. The Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon Weekend is this upcoming weekend. If you're not running, be one of the 4,000 volunteers who will make this annual community event shine. Whether you help at the expo or on the course or at the finish line, you'll find your efforts satisfying and appreciated. Visit tcmevents.org forward slash volunteer to learn more and sign up. And Judd Zolgad, I believe a couple weeks ago with all the Stefan Diggs news coming out today that he wasn't at practice for what they deem is not injury-related stuff, Royce just reminded me that a couple weeks ago on, I believe, Royce Unchained, he did claim this would happen. Can you find it? Do you have it? I will have to look for it. Because I believe... He claimed to me while I called him in in the middle of that break that... He wants to be honored for such he stuff. Be. So I guess that's how we'll have to introduce him today. Patrick Royce, 
Congratulations. You, I, I remember <laughs> I, it clear as day. You said this I, was coming. I'm just hoping I said it on the air. I remember you saying it you to did. you, but I'm not sure we said it in the podcast. But you did. I said this guy went to the fourth round because he was a knucklehead, and he ain't going to take this anymore, and he's going to blow up here shortly. And I uh, today it happened. We, yes. do have, we do have good news to put out on Stefan Diggs. If you believe NBC Sports Boston, a league source with knowledge of the situation said that the Vikings have no plans to trade Stefan Diggs. I'm glad they clarify that it's a league source with knowledge of the situation because those league sources with minimal <laughs> with no knowledge, knowledge yeah. of the situation. Well, <laughs> here's the knowledge of the situation. The Patriots have $3 million in salary cap money. They uh, they still got five million on the books for Antonio Brown. So uh, while that appeal is being held, they can't be going unless they want to cut some more guys with all the injuries they have. Uh, they they can't have Stephon Diggs anyway. Yeah. Well, you well, just did a very good job because you called it. It's got to be seven or eight, doesn't it? Even with all the money that's backloaded, probably. What Diggs contract? Yeah, uh, his base salary his base salary for this year is eight point nine yeah million dollars. I mean, so yes, so they don't they can't. They oh, his can't. cap is twelve. His his cap hit is twelve point five million dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're right. Well, good luck. Right. Good. good luck. I do like the fact, however, that the Patriots get Antonio Brown and then get so giddy that they trade uh, Thomas, uh, and now they need a wide receiver. That was, uh, you know, this is a this is a rare stumble for Coach Belichick right here. Yeah, taking a chance on Antonio, but it's great. Did you also see the Percy Harvin story? Yeah, we we did we had it in our notes. We haven't gotten to it yet, so <laughs> go ahead, Pat. Never played a game when he wasn't high. He yeah. told our guy Master at Bleacher Report uh, in his latest interview. Uh, we, there used to be good rumors that uh, one reason he didn't practice on Wednesday is he didn't want to get anywhere near a drug test after the long weekend because he might have been smoking a little dope. Man, Man he was. Uh, <laughs> there must have been no one more nervous to be wandering around like Percy Harvin high every day at practice and games, just mm-hmm. av- avoiding the guys with plastic cups and NFL official yeah, polos. I didn't get. I didn't get skeptical about him until he didn't make it the first day because he couldn't get through the Atlanta airport because yep. he was sick. And the first day of rookie it camp. It was like I didn't get nervous about J.R. Ryder until he was 12 hours late for his press conference. <laughs> I didn't go, not until then did I get nervous about those two knuckleheads. But uh, anyway. Do, do you recall, Pat, when, when Percy's grandma died for like the third time? And, <laughs> and, and, and he and disappeared? I, that was... He disappeared. That was, 2000, that was part of the whole yes. 2010 Mankato drama, right? He yes. left and never came back. Never to came Mankato, back, right? Never yeah. came back. Yeah. Wow. That was. That was. I'll tell you what. You know what we need. What we need here. This is. I gave you a history lesson yesterday. I guess when I called you the Dutchman, I got to give you another one. <laughs> Fifty years ago, the Minnesota Pipers. Remember that? No, that was way before your time. But they had Connie Hawkins and they had all these wacky guys, and they hired this. the The, the coach punched the owner when he was drunk at the All-Star game and got fired. Jim Harding punched the owner, Gabe Rubin. So. Later, they named Gus Young, who used to coach at Gustavus, who was their promotions director, and they named him the coach. And a couple of weeks later, he stood in front of the locker room door and held his hands out and said, 
to the reporters, you can't come in here. There's dissension in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Zim, can you see Zim out in front of the doors there saying, you can't come in here. There's dissension in here. That would be a beautiful <laughs> yes, thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pat, we uh, we had a wild card game last night. We have another one tonight, which, by the way, you'll be able to hear on, on Score North on 1500 here in the next hour or so. But that is one way to lose a baseball game. Brutal oh, yeah. for the Brewers yeah. last night. And uh, it, it, were, were any of you guys among the 750 Twins fans who made the Jake Cave comparison? <laughs> no, <laughs> only in my mind. <laughs> I only got it in my Twitter feed from about 23 different people who thought it was funny. But uh, but you know what I loved about it? How the narrative changes, right? You're in the bottom of the eighth. You're behind 3-1, to one and you got to beat Hader. And the narrative is the Washington Nationals are a bunch of chokers in the postseason, and Max Scherzer can't pitch in the postseason. And then you get three, and you're the courageous Nats who fought back from a 1931 start up to this season and have never stopped fighting. It's, uh, you know, in five minutes, the narrative of that game changed rather dramatically. Yeah, they dug up Dave Martinez's stay in the fight slogan like immediately after they took the lead when you're right, right up until that, the, their narrative was these nationals, they just can't ever get it done. It, it, this would be their fourth straight elimination game that they've lost at, uh, at their, in their home ballpark and uh, all that good stuff. So That's still coming. I mean, let's... you know what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Mister Milwaukee? Even though you're a Cubs fan, what do you think of uh, of uh, them trying to get six outs from a hater? I mean, that's that's been the blueprint. That's that's what they've ridden for for two solid years now, Pat. And they 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 ride it until it doesn't work. And it happened last year in the postseason, and it happened again this year in the postseason. But you live by that, and you die by that. I mean, but he, he has not been nearly as good this year. No, and he's, he's given up his weakness this I mean, year. Last, is the home run last year he was on from another planet. You know, yeah. so he was really good this year, but the home run was his Achilles heel last night. No home runs though. Not even no. really any really hard hit balls against Hater last night. Yeah, the last one was really the They're only. They're just dropping in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't blame him for pitching around Rendon and hoping he can get the lefty out, but boy, that kid's something. Who is he good? Yeah, he's a really good young hitter. He's not 21. I don't think he's turned 21 yet either. I think he turns 21 later this month. Correct. Yeah, he so. couldn't even partake in the champagne celebration. <laughs> oh, he, I'm, I'm sure he did. I'm but. sure he did. Oh, I unfortunately some of that. Yeah. Wild cards. Champagne celebrations. We talk- I, have a ver- I have a very hard time with them. We talked about it today on the uh, on the Twins show, Pat, and I'm totally okay with it. I say you don't know how many playoff runs you're going to get. Treat everyone like it's precious and appreciate You've every step along the done way. It. You've already done it, though. The next time you do it, it should be when you win a C- either an ALCS or an NLCS. I think you should just say, okay, now that we've made it, we can we we can celebrate making it. Now let's celebrate getting there. And, so uh, that, that's it. That's my theory. My thought is, in general, like I'm a I'm a bat flip guy. I'm all for athletes go have fun. It's entertainment. Uh, celebrate however you want to. But if you just celebrated getting to the playoffs, and now it's kind yes. of a quick turnaround. You, you want a game, and you're I I could do without the wild card celebrations. I could, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to be a, a killjoy. 
So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip them too much for. It. But I I would I, I would rather I would how about rather just wait. beer. How about just beer for wild cards? <laughs> just light beer, light no, beer. No champagne yeah, for wild. Right. You don't get the champagne yeah. for wild cards. Or maybe you should have different levels of champagne through the whole thing. You know, they do right. You know, the, the seven. You know, they they get, don't get to the good stuff till they yeah. win the World Series, right? They will build their way up. Yeah, I think that's right. Need some cold I haven't looked. I see the Angels are saying that uh, Madden uh, Madden being available had nothing to do with Osmus getting fired. <laughs> that means they got to wait a few days, right? They can't just <laughs> they can't name him twenty four hours later if they're going to tell that lie. Huh? No, and the Angels. I mean, well, I guess their season ended on Sunday, so they yes. they could they could play it off like, well, we were going to fire him after the season anyways. But yeah, Joe yes, Man yeah. Joe Man's either going to go to the Padres or the Angels. Where's right? Shelton West going, Coast. Patrick? Derek Shelton might get a job here. I think he's got a really good chance. I do, too. Uh, but uh, I don't know. What's going to be open? How many are going to be open here? Padres well, are open. Pirates, Pirates are open. Mm-hmm. Angels, obviously, are for now. Well, Pittsburgh, yeah, Pirates, who wants that job? That's yeah. Good. I think That's the Padres good. job. I think the Padres job could be a really good job. Giants? That'd be a good job, yeah. yeah, yeah Giants. Well, you know, you can they if they uh, they got they have a chance to get uh, the 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 great pitch Garrett Cole and you know you get Garrett Cole and maybe you got a pitching staff to go with because they're supposed to have the best far young farm system in baseball or one of the top two or three so unlike the uh, unlike the uh, you know you could wait around for Gardy to get fired on May first I don't think I'd want that job either so. or Gardy Gardy. If you're going to fire Gardy, come back. Yeah. I told you that the Cubs' job's open. Although uh, Buster told us it's going to be Loretta, and I think he might be right. Hmm. Really, he already has Loretta getting the job, huh? Yeah. Hmm. All right. They couldn't be dumb enough to give it to David Ross just because he's a character in a booth. He was on Dancing with the Stars. What do you mean? mean, Loretta was Joe Madden's bench coach. If you're looking to make major changes, I think Joe Girardi. I really did. Yeah, I think Girardi would be a good pick. I don't know. I'm okay. No, they say not him. Not going to be. How about Sammy Sosa? Sure. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Because he's the new skinny Sammy. Oh, really? You know, oh, yeah, Sammy's lost like 75 pounds. How'd that happen? (laughs) (laughs) He's like McGuire. He and McGuire both look like. Sammy looks like a point guard. McGuire looks like a small forward now. And uh, they used to look like offensive tackles. I take it his head has shrunk quite a bit? (laughs) The big melons down a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, McGuire's head smaller than yours now. Well, that's true of most people, Pat. <laughs> you don't have to rub it in. Brad Childress said. Yes. Judd never got off the steroids. That's the problem. Yeah. Yes, Some, no, I just have a bad I, I'm noggin. looking forward to tonight's game. I really like those two teams. I mean, they're just... I don't think we'll get done in 255 like we did last no. night, though, do you? No. Uh, no, probably not. And I, a graphic just flashed up here on SportsCenter. They are the 25th and 30th ranked payrolls in baseball. The Rays, are, the Rays spend like eight million dollars less than the 29th team. They've got a 63 million dollar payroll. Huh? Yeah, wow, it's unbelievable. That's amazing. Well, I told you guys when I went to see their uh, in late January, they were kind of rolling out this little thing for the media to give them a little preseason pub at their ballpark. Except they had a home show in left field. You know, there was like people out there selling refrigerators in left field, and they had a few pitchers, and uh, it's uh, this dump of a ballpark. It's unbelievable how they uh, they managed to uh, – they were 
lousy two years ago, but they put it back together. It's so, amazing. So they're advertising, come to the trap for a little uh, camping and RV show this weekend. Oh, and by the way, the Rays and, are playing the Yankees. Some of our pitchers while you're here. And we're closing down another deck while we're at it. We're closing left field <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. We're selling those seats there. No washers. I wonder if they'll take the tarp off if they uh, make it to the next round. They're probably, I mean, if they beat, win tonight, right? Do we know how, how many are they expecting to show up tonight? In Oakland, oh, they took Mount the they took the tarp off Mount Davis. They're expecting fifty thousand. Okay, okay. That's uh, supposedly the Oakland fans are all fired up. So all right. Well, we'll see. And, uh, you'll hear it in about thirty minutes here on Score North. Pat. All right, and I heard a rumor that you can hear the Twins game on Score North. You this can. Is true. You can hear all of the Twins playoff games on Score North starting Friday night at six o'clock. Patrick Royce. You better watch it walking out the parking lot. You could get beat up by some people from another station. You're walking out. <laughs> well, I'd make a joke you about Kane. <laughs> yeah, Sid's going to be out there waiting for you. You better watch out. 99-year-old man's going to beat you up. possessed again, this time not by the uh, finance department, but by the other station. Oh, everyone's had their car repossessed from a work yeah. parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who reads snail mail, huh? Because they refuse to open an envelope of any kind. Yeah, who needs snail mail? Wacky envelopes are stupid. If it's not an email, I, mean, I don't want to get a paper cut on my thumb. That's exactly. the worst spot. Oh, Rami right. does not know how, how to get a stamp, Patrick. That's all you need to know about Rami. He does not know where or how to get a stamp. What do we need stamps for Dude, in you guys, Did you guys see there was a quarterback in college football this last weekend that picked up a phone, yeah. like an old phone, and put it up picked to up his head? the entire yeah. phone, not the receiver. He Tennessee. picked up the entire the Tennessee phone. quarterback. <laughs> he put it up to his head. Yeah. yeah. The console. Put it to his head. Thought of my word. Oh, God help us all. all right. I grew up with one TV station. That's how old I am. And a rotary phone. Land. I grew up in Kelloland. All right, Pat, we'll see you tomorrow. See you, Pat. Yeah. Enjoy the game. Uh, that's wrapping with Royce. I wouldn't want to live in that world with one TV station. I don't want to live in that world. But at the time, it was amazing. I have a, I have a TV. But he got the World Series. I don't know, he man. Got, he got the World Series on that TV right. station. That's all you need. All Twins postseason games on Score North, and we're giving away 10K if the first home run is a Grand Slam. Score North mobile app to register. Can't say that Favre has ever slapped my ass.